New Zealand is known for earthquakes. And there's been a number of devastating earthquakes over the years, and there's been a, a tragic loss of many, many lives. Christchurch, one, a recent one which has been devastating, still the impact of it's being felt right now. <clears throat> Where will the next one be? Who knows? There will be another one for sure. But we don't need a, another physical earthquake. What we need is a spiritual earthquake that brings a powerful and dramatic awakening to our nation, where lives, homes, towns are radically impacted, not with physical harm, but with, a, with spiritual shockwaves. We need to see people falling on the streets, not from natural and physical causes, but under great conviction of the Holy Spirit, apprehending their lives, and a cry saying, what must I do to be saved? Over recent months, the Holy Spirit has been speaking, I believe, of an epicenter of a spiritual awakening that sends shockwaves of the Spirit across this nation and the nations of the world. Friends, we're not here just to build a church. We're here to take a nation for Jesus. We're here to impact the nations of the world. It's, we're not into building our kingdom. We're into building the kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus Christ that he be crowned Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Almighty God, that he would see this travail of his soul and he would be satisfied. He paid such a price and we're only wanting to assist to see him satisfied. On the 14th of May, 1606, Portuguese explorer Ferdinand, Pedro Ferdinand de Querios proclaimed the islands of the South Pacific, Australia, New Zealand, as a Southland of the Holy Spirit. This name reveals the prophetic destiny of New Zealand, a destiny that must be fulfilled in our time, in our time, in our time, friends, in our time, in this time, in this day, in my time, in your time, in our generation. Samuel Marsden preached his first sermon in New Zealand on Christmas Day, 1814 in the Bay of Islands. I was there last week up in Paihia. Unfortunately, on the first day, I got food poisoning that knocked me out like a bus. I felt like I'd been hit by a bus. So four days of holiday, I had no appetite. Couldn't eat, lying in bed a whole day. And uh, just come out of being sick from uh, New Zealand Beyond for about a week. I just, just came right and then bang, hit with se severe food poisoning that just wiped me out. But when the enemy is at work, so is God. And I just have the feeling the enemy does not want today to happen. But it's going to happen because there's people praying for me. Prayed me through conference. We'll pray us through today. Thank you for that. So I'm coming right. I'm not there yet. After Samuel Marsden preached in Northland, the Holy Spirit was poured out. Large numbers of Maori were saved, though the Maori Wars of the 1860s prevented greater results. 
A spiritual earthquake did take place, but the work is yet to be completed. And that responsibility, my friends, has fallen on our shoulders in the 21st century. There's a prophetic word for every person in this auditorium today. It's found in Esther chapter 4 and verse 14. Just listen if you like. Who knows? Who knows? Whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Who knows? If you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. For this time, for this day, for this hour. Where God is ready to send a another spiritual awakening to this great nation of New Zealand. A lot of sermons focus on what God can do for us. I want to take you to a higher plane and talk about what you and what we and what I can do for God. It's not about what God can do for us. It's about what we can do for God. And when we have that shift in our spirit where our focus is not on us but on Him, we position ourselves for the mighty hand of God to impact our lives, our families, our finances, our health, our ministry, our city, our church, our nation. And I believe there needs to come a shift, friends, where the cry of our hearts is no longer, what will God do for me, but what will I do for God? Listen, He's done everything He needs to do for you. He went to the cross he shed his blood. He, put, he gave his life for your salvation. He, he doesn't owe you anything, but you owe him everything. I owe him everything. He doesn't have to do more for us. We just need to do our part for him. So I'm asking you the question, will you join us in the battle for New Zealand? For an epicenter of a spiritual awakening. You and I have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. This is our time. This is our time. This is your time. This is our destiny. And we each have a tremendous role to play to help open the heavens over this nation. Wouldn't you love to be a part of shaping the future history of New Zealand? You want huge vision? You want purpose for your life? You want destiny? I just gave it to you. Join us in this battle for our nation, because we're going to take it with God's help in Jesus' name. Do whatever God asks you to do. New Zealand and beyond is a key, I believe, to helping see the spiritual awakening across our nation. And I believe that over about a week ago, God spoke to my heart very clearly about the key to the success of next year's conference in the trust arena. I was surprised because it's so simple and it is so doable. It's like God said, Tark, if you can get the church to do this, I'll take care of the rest and make it a huge success. And this is what the Spirit of God spoke to me. You ready for this? Listen, everybody. Please listen. I believe the Holy Spirit said, if each of us here today and the next services and up in Kaitaia and Fong around the city, if each of us here today in this place will pray for New Zealand and beyond 2017 for a few minutes every single day, 
Every single day. Every, don't, don't let this thing go off the radar, friends. Every single day, God says, I will do the rest. I will bless this conference every single day. I wonder how many of us can take out that challenge. I've told my staff that every prayer meeting from now on must include New Zealand and beyond. Do you know that there is now only 49 weeks left to New Zealand and beyond 2017? It's almost here. It's just about upon us. I'm so excited. I just can't wait for it to start. I am in the grip, I'm telling you, of New Zealand and beyond 2017. It's captured my heart. More on that shortly. We're in an era of acceleration of expansion. It's a new era of conquest. What happens is God does in a short time what previously has taken years. With an acceleration of expansion, you expand, you accomplish more with less effort. Divine acceleration is a supernatural ability of God applied to your life, your ministry, time and circumstances to bring God's plans to pass at a much faster rate than is humanly impossible. See, God shifts your circumstances, removes obstacles, and He commands progress. And we are seeing that happen right now in Church Unlimited. Things are happening faster than ever before. There's an acceleration. There's a multiplication. There's an increase. Our youth has probably almost doubled in size in the last 12 months. Not quite, but it's just sudden explosion. If you're young at heart, you've got young kids in your family, get them to Limitless because God is doing something. You know the tragedy with Israel? They waited for the Messiah for hundreds, thousands of years. They waited, they waited, they waited. And when he turned up, they missed him. I'm telling you, God's turned up at Church Unlimited. And in our departments, please don't miss him. Because it's so easy. You can go through the next 10 years and have missed the whole deal. Wouldn't that be very, very sad? Let's throw up the photo of the seating of the trust arena, because I'm captivated by this. There we go. There's actually 5,600 seats there. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I'm seeing that full. I'm seeing it full. I'm not saying that's a prophecy. Sometimes I know that I know that I know. I can't say that, but I'm seeing it full. How's that going to happen? I have no idea. Well, I do know, because you and I are going to pray every day for New Zealand and beyond 2017, because this is what it's going to look like. Next slide, please. Next one. Is anyone else mildly excited about this? Seriously, I'm just about beside myself. Do you know the pre-registrations are already over 1,100? Previous years, the pre-registrations would be about, at this stage, about 350. So that's at least three times 
previous times, three times plus. If you go three times plus of our attendances this year, you're going to fill that place. I'm building your faith. Speaking prophetically of, I believe, what God wants to do. We'll be expecting, we'll be announcing the Holy. We've been talking to you about campuses for a while, but there's, it's, it's, it's on the verge now, right? We just had to get through conference, and we expect through April there will be announcements being made about that. Joshua 1 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers, their ancestors to give them. God gave me that promise many, maybe 10, 15 years ago. Be strong and courageous. You will lead these people to inherit New Zealand, the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Let me give you a couple more promises that God is giving us as a church right now. Joshua 1, 3. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Every place. West Auckland, city, Kaitaia, Whangarei. I start to think wherever my feet tread now, God, this is mine. This is my territory. Well, not mine. It's your territory, God, and we're going to take it for you. I want you to start thinking in that way, and then let's see what other places God's going to give us. Then it says in verse 9, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever God sends us, He's going to go with us, and He will cause His blessing to be upon it. There was a prophecy given in 1970, 71, somewhere around there by Brian Braley, that great prophet of God. And he said there would come a move of God in New Zealand and one million people would be saved. Well, that's about 25%. I guess that's not too bad. I'd like to think it would be more than that. There have been two other prophecies that both, both said one million people. And people would fall on their faces in the streets. They said whole towns would be saved. Whole towns will be saved. Kaitaia should be saved. Whangarei should be saved. Paihia should be saved. It owes me one. And all this is to happen in our time. You have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Do you know revival comes at the darkest hour? That's what history teaches us. God sends a revival, the darkest days of Egyptian bondage, before God raised up Moses in a mighty revival. Nineveh was just covered in wickedness, terrible wickedness before revival broke out, before the great awakening. You'll see some of this tonight. In America, the nation had drifted far, far, far from God. It was in a terrible state just like New Zealand today. The early church revival came, you know, after the 400 silent and dark years between the close of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. In our lives, often the darkest hour is just before God's going to do something wonderful. It really is. Remind you of King David in his darkest hour at Ziglag, where his city was burnt, wives and children were taken, his own men were about to stone him. David was... It was his midnight hour, and he was in a, in a very dark, a very, I mean, he'd been in dark spaces before. He'd been in valleys before, but this was the valley of valleys. This was the darkest moment in his life. But what David didn't know, when it seemed like everything he'd hoped for, dreamed of, believed in, was finally taken from him, what David did not know, friends, was that within about three days, this guy's been on the run, being chased by a man, King Saul, trying to kill him, living out in the wilderness in the desert in case for probably 13 years. He's been on the run. It's been a terrible life. And then now he hits his midnight hour. He hits his darkest spot. But what he didn't realize that within three days, 
King Saul would be killed and David would be crowned king over Israel, fulfill his prophetic destiny and enter into a, a season of unparalleled blessing in his life. It followed hard on the heels of his darkest days, of his darkest moments, of his darkest hours. And I found, friends, in my life, I think back over the years, sometimes when I've been through the, a, a pit of despair, of discouragement, of, of anxiety and all that kind of thing, I'm thinking right now of a specific season in my life. It wasn't long after that that God opened the heavens over my life and poured out blessing. I could barely contain and barely believe, but it followed hard on the heels of the darkest times in my life. Friends, what we need to understand is that when God is about to do something fresh in your life, a new level of favor, it's like the enemy launches an all-out attack because he has to abort and stop what God is about to do as he tried to do with David. And one of the great temptations for you and I, friends, is to give up and is to quit. If not quit, take a back seat. Slow down and just watch from a distance because we're bruised and battered and hurt. As Churchill said, we will never... Never, 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 never give up. Tell the person next to you, never give up. Tell the person on the other side. Doesn't matter how dark it gets. The reason is, friends, there are seeds of greatness in all of us. You're made in the image of God. Satan has one goal, one goal, one goal in your life. He's got to abort the seed before it comes to Fulfillment of its potential fruitfulness. Yeah, he might let it go a certain distance. He might let you get fruitful to a certain level, but he's going to abort that seed. So the seeds of greatness, the destiny that God has planned for your life never comes to pass and is never fulfilled in your life. You think of Moses and Jesus. Satan knew the prophetic destiny and the seeds of great fruitfulness and high impact in their lives. And so he sends out the edict for the kids under uh, male children to be killed. Why? Abort the seed. Abort it before it bear fruit, bears fruit. But friends, I'm here to tell you, and we're here to tell the devil, that God is greater than the devil. God is stronger than the enemy. And every attempt of Satan to abort what God wants to do will come to nothing. Principalities and powers are being brought to naught by the power of God. So friend, never give up. Never give up. Listen, prophetically for some of you right now, you can hit a home run even on your final laps upon the earth. You're not past it. You're not too old. The years have not passed you by. God has spent decades getting you ready for the next season of your life where the fruitfulness will be greater than anything you ever imagined possible. It's true for me. I want to now hit the ball out of the park. A mighty hit for Jesus. That he'll see the travail of his soul and be satisfied. I invite you to join me in the greatest days of our lives. And the key is simple. Surrender your whole life to Jesus. Unreservedly. Here I am, Lord. Use me. If you never bless me again, God, it doesn't matter. I'm yours. I'll do whatever you ask me to do, whether it's in the background when no one ever sees me or it's at the forefront 
God, it matters not. I have no agenda. Tell the person next to you, no agenda. You've got to get rid of agendas, friends. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the other. Friends, you haven't got a clue what you're going to do. Only God knows. And I think when we try and plan it all out, we sabotage our own destiny. Epicenter of a spiritual awakening that sends shockwaves of the Spirit across New Zealand and the nations. This is the new mission statement of Church Unlimited. New Zealand and beyond has become the new mission statement of Church Unlimited because as that awakening happens, we will be an apostolic influence, an arrow of truth, winning souls, igniting God's fire and power into the nations. Friends, our nation is in a very dark time. Serious problems, suicides, drug, alcohol, sexual abuse, rape, murder, violence, and morality. Guess what? Our nation is ripe for a revival. You'll see that tonight. It's ready. Let me just give you, as I wrap it up, two biblical keys to seeing a spiritual awakening in our lives and our nations to seeing breakthrough. Number one is prayer. Obvious. This is obvious. Patrick Johnson of Operation World says this. Listen carefully. We do not engage in ministry and pray for God's blessing on it. Say that again. We do not engage in ministry and pray for God's blessing on it. Prayer is the ministry from which all other ministries must flow. We tend to pray for God's blessing on things and think, well, God bless this ministry. No, no, prayer is the ministry. If we get that sorted out, the rest will take care of itself. To see this nation have shockwaves of the Spirit, we must rebuild the altar of prayer and a new commitment to seeking God. It's nothing new to Chronicles 7.14, if my people call by my name, say it with me, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I forgive their sin and heal their land, heal New Zealand, heal your marriage, heal your finances, heal your health, heal your career. How? Humble yourselves and pray. Seek His face, which we're going to do tonight, and God can heal whatever area of your life needs to be healed in Jesus' name. Then the second one is praise and worship. The basic posture of the Christian is not bless me, Lord, but rather I will bless the Lord all the days of my life. I will bless the Lord. If we can establish that, Not, Lord, bless me, but I will bless the Lord. Friends, that will open the heavens over our lives, and that's what we're going to do tonight. And we'll see the mighty hand of God at work for us. Hundreds of verses exhort us to praise and to worship. Why? Because it's a key to opening the heavens over our lives and nations. See, the music of New Zealand and beyond will play a vital and pivotal role in us becoming an epicenter of a spiritual awakening. That sends shockwaves of the Spirit across the nation and nations. The choir will have at least, I said 200, but now I'm saying at least 200. We may go beyond that for next year. If ever the music department, I'm speaking to every musical person here today, if ever the music department needed to be on its knees and in prayer and fasting, it's now. Because God is up to something extraordinary. Something extraordinary is taking place. Pray daily, musicians, singers, for New Zealand beyond 2017. Let's go to Psalm 149. We've just got a few minutes to wrap this up. Are you okay out there? 
Thank you for praying for me. Verse 1, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him in the assembly of the saints. I've got a different version here somehow. Never mind. Verse 5, what do you guys got up there? Verse 5 goes, let's, let's say it together. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples to bind their kings with chains, their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. Tell the person next to you, you can do this. Yeah, you can bind up nobles with fetters of iron. You can execute the judgment written. You can release revival in the nations of the world. Through the high praises of God. And as a church, you see, high praise binds up the powers of darkness, releases a revival. And as a church for nations, the Holy Spirit will increasingly develop high praise in this service, in our church, in our services in New Zealand and beyond. It's time for the church to step up and develop high praises to a higher level that will shape nations for Jesus Christ. And tonight, through high praise, we're going to drive back the powers of darkness release a spiritual earthquake, but also release personal breakthrough in your life and your circumstances. Joel Holmes said something to me that really shocked me. He speaks in conferences all through the Western world. And I say this carefully, but he said to me, Tark, he said the music of New Zealand and beyond and the life level and the intensity was better than the music of any other conference he has ever been in. Now, if you know Joel, he doesn't throw away lines. You have to earn every bit. Now, whether what he said is true fully or not, I don't know, because I haven't been to those conferences, but I know this much. God's up to something. It's connected with tonight. See, the spiritual awakening is connected to our music, to our praise, to our worship, That means it's connected to you because these guys up here can't do nothing without you down there. It all hinges on what happens down on the the ground floor. They lead us and guide us, but we put in the intensity, we put in the worship. And so we're going to touch on that tonight. Roger Bennett, a gospel singer, wrote, The enemy struck my confidence, my joy, my hope. I ended up imagining a dark future. Maybe that's you today. You just think, man, the future's dark. Roger tried everything. To pull out of it, he couldn't. Then he had an epiphany of Paul and Silas in prison. He realized they didn't despair. They sang praises that became their weapon. He said, one after another, songs came to me. He said, I sang to my empty room. It wasn't a great performance, but God turned up and set me free. You want freedom tonight? You want to be set free? You want to break through the darkness of your life? Come and join us. Come and praise. Come and worship. Come and sing a song to the Lord. 2 Chronicles 5, 13 and 14. Is that going to come up there? I don't know if I gave it to the guys. Yeah. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard and praising and thanking the Lord. When they lifted up their voice, like we're going to do tonight, with the trumpets and cymbals, I wish we could get our trumpets going. And praise the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Read it with me. That the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with the cloud. 
you want to get your deliverance, your breakthrough, spiritual awakening, tonight I'm going to tell you how to do it. As you come tonight, praise God like you already have your breakthrough. Praise God like the money is already in the bank. Like the car you need is already parked in the driveway. Like the wedding ring is already on your finger. <laughs> Praise God like your body is already healed. Like you've already got your promotion. Praise God like you've already have your deliverance. Praise Him like you've already won the battle. Praise God like the spiritual awakening sending top waves of the Spirit across the nation has already started. As the musicians join me, Wales was an open heaven. So was Korea. And Azusa Street, you'll hear about that tonight. The Jesus movement. The voice of healing. Brownsville, I'm going to sing Commission My Soul. There's been thousands of revivals through history. But that does not satisfy me. This is our time. This is your time. This is our day. Let's pray. Let's praise. Let's worship our way to an epicenter of a spiritual awakening, sending shockwaves of the Spirit across New Zealand and the nations in Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on, stand with me, please. Commission my soul. With the fire, in a minute. Okay. All right. While we're singing this, we're going to start again. While we're singing this, is you need God to commission your soul to be a part of this movement of God to bring an epicenter of a spiritual awakening that sends shockwaves of the Spirit through this nation and the nations of the world. You need God to apprehend your spirit and to apprehend your heart. Hey, stay with us because the next five minutes is absolutely critical, critical to Church Unlimited moving forward because you need, you can hear me talk, but you need to encounter God yourself. And you need God to speak to your heart, to pray for New Zealand and beyond 2017 every day, just for a few minutes. Friends, your spirit needs to be captured. And if we don't capture you this morning, Come tonight, because we're going to have another go at this. Friends, we've struck oil. We're riding the crest of a wave. We've got to capture this thing and run with it, with all of our might, with all of our strength, with all of our heart, with all the energy that God gives us. Commission my soul. Make it a prayer. I'll see you tonight. Commission my soul Uncontrollable.
get them going. Open the heavens, get them to pray and believe it. All right.